Hey, we're Bizarre Investigations. I'm Hugh. And I'm Josh. And we're back again. Back again. <laughs> back again. again. Um, this is going to be episode 35, Jody Aries. Or it, I keep hearing people pronounce that last name differently. Aries, Aries. I don't know. Aries, Aries, Aries. Yeah, so, so the reason we're doing this one is because I supposedly went to school with her nephew, and the only reason I know he's her nephew, or quote unquote, using quotation marks, um, is when during the trial, uh, he was like, "Shit, man, my my aunt's about to get arrested for murder." <laughs> I'm like, Wait, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, my aunt's Jody Aries or Aries," and he pronounces it Aries. I feel like it's Aries, Aries. I don't. I say I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because he's that's his exact last name. I've listened to so many people say it that I feel like a bunch of people say it differently. Everyone says it differently. We'll just call it Jody. Yeah, Jody. I don't need to say her last name. Jody? I was like, no shit. And he was like, yeah. uh, uh, Yeah, she's in court right now. And then months later when it was finished, he's like, she just got arrested for murder. (laughs) She just got it it done. (laughs) I was like, oh, nice. Spoiler alert. She gets arrested. Oh, yeah. My bad. Spoiler I feel like he's- if you don't know, I mean, this is like, we keep saying this, I feel like, but this is a huge case. So, I mean, well, it was super popular when it was going on. Yeah. Like she became like, like almost had a cult following and became like. She does still currently have a cult following. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. People on Facebook, like free her. She did nothing wrong. Like, mm, you'll see what she did wrong. <laughs> she did not do anything good. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Man, man. So, um. One more thing before we get in. I finally had the surgery on my nose. He did. But I forgot I washed my nose before I came here, so my nose is still stuffy. I'm still like, it's healing, so I have a lot more snot in my nose, so I'm a little bit stuffy. It's <laughs> always good. But you should no longer hear a whistle, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. That's good. It's good to finally get that out of the way. I know. Look, listen, listen. Do you hear that? That's my nose breathing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, you can no longer hear it. Um, so yeah, how, how do you want to get this going? You want to talk about Jody or you want to talk about what? Uh, I kind of wanted cause I think we discussed this before. We kind of want to try just starting out with the timeline mm-hmm. and, and going from there. I mean, people probably know this case fairly well. So if we just jump right into a timeline. I feel like it'll be good. Okay. Well, um, um you want to jump into it? You want me to jump into it? Uh, yeah, let's do it. You started out because right. I'm still finding my place. <laughs> So, uh, July 9th, 1980, Jody Ann Aries, Aries, Arias, Arias, <laughs> whatever her last name is, is born in uh, Salinas, California to it's, parents. It's spelled like Arias, yeah. in my opinion, but I mean, that doesn't mean that's how it's pronounced. Oh, well. Whatever. Uh, she was born to parents, William Angelo and Sandy Aries, Aries. <laughs> she will go on to attend... Eureka Union High School, but she drops out in the 11th grade. Later, she will earn her GED at 10 years old. She will develop a knack for art and photography, which will eventually lead her to pursue her interests professionally uh, when she obtains several part-time jobs and being a killer. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think it says that, but (laughs) it doesn't say that. It's funny, though, because I was, like, listening to this thing, and I guess she, like, does tattoos and stuff in prison. (laughs) I don't know. So she's an artist. Yeah, and she's a tattoo artist now in prison. Good for her. Yeah, kind of cool, I guess. Whatever. Um, 
So in 2001, she takes a service job at a California restaurant located in, what is that? Vin... Ventana Inn. Ventana Inn and Spa in Caramel in the fall. There she meets the restaurant food and beverage manager, Daryl Brewer. Uh, yeah, so I don't understand why that's in there. Because well, she starts dating the guy, so it's uh, probably just kind of given, like, oh, this is where she met her actual fucking boyfriend, so. But not the boyfriend. Not the main yeah. one, no. So Jody starts dating Daryl Brewer, and eventually they buy a house together in Palm Desert, California. Great little place to live. I've never been. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing. It's literally a fucking desert. Deserts can be fun. No. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, if you you like stargazing, sure, it's a very good place, but other than that, no. At least it gets hot. It also gets extremely cold. At night? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. Okay, so in 2006... In February 2006, Arias starts working for prepaid legal services, presently Legal Shield. While still serving at her restaurant job, she meets Travis Alexander, a salesman and motivational speaker for the prepaid legal services at a company conference in Las Vegas, Nevada in September. The boyfriend. That's the main boyfriend, guys. <laughs> the two have an instant connection and begin to speak on the phone every day. As her association... With PLS and Alexander increases, her relations with Brewer start to deteriorate. She also starts to default on her financial obligations with Brewer. Kind of funny. Uh, (laughs) That prepaid legal services, it's like pretty much a pyramid scheme. Mm. It's like you... So just like how uh, Chris Watts' wife, Shanann. Right. But I was involved in this this one back in the day. Um my buddy Jose, who we had on, uh-huh. uh, he got me involved in it, and we got caught up in this little pyramid <laughs> scheme thing. Pieces of shit. <laughs> it was funny, dude. Um, you look back on it, and you're like, fuck, that was a pyramid scheme. Good thing is, I didn't really put much money into it. How much money you put into it? Not much. Like, almost nothing. Almost but nothing? What's, I was trying what's to, almost nothing? I mean, I I started out paying for my uh, attorney, because it's a prepaid service, so you pay on a monthly basis for an attorney you may need in the future. <laughs> And, and so I started doing that, but I stopped doing it. And then uh, my buddy Jose, he just kept paying for it because he's the one who signed me up. So he kept paying for mine so that he would be able to uh, keep that on his record that he got someone to sign up. Did you ever need it? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I probably could have used it at some point, but I never used it. That's literally the biggest pyramid scheme I've heard in a while. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny because when I was looking into this case, I was like, Wait, that sounds so familiar. And I was like, oh, that I, I fell for that one. Good job, buddy. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Moving on. <laughs> November 26, 2006, uh, Jody chooses to baptize into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, joining Alexander in the Mormon faith. That's weird, though, right? Because she was, what was she, like Catholic, I'd assume, or something like that? So, uh, personal, my wife's dad married, was, you know, interested in this girl, and he uh, got on to her faith, which is Mormon, and the funny thing is, the one that she he just married, she murdered her ex-husband by stabbing him to death just the same way that Jody stabbed Wait, him. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Wait, you you just said your dad? My no, my father-in-law. Sorry. Okay. My wife's dad. You confuse the stuff out of me right now. I'm like, yeah. um, what? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So that's fun. So don't join the Mormon faith, I guess. <laughs> well, no. So he didn't do the killing. Obviously, it was uh, his ex-wife or his current wife murdered her ex-husband. Fun, but in self-defense. That's what by they stabbing all say. them twenty-something times in the chest. That's what they all say. It's always self-defense. Yeah. Mm, whatever. The second you stab someone more than once, I feel like it's premeditated. Well, the second he stops breathing, <laughs> you can probably stop stabbing him. Most, yeah, probably. If it's legit self-defense and you stab and, you know, it's not going down, you keep stabbing, sure, but then you add, like, the extra 15 it takes. Yeah, I mean, you stab someone 10 times and all of a sudden they're not moving or they're just tending to their wounds, you can probably have you the time the to break away and get away from the situation. <laughs> you literally stop the threat. As long as you stop the threat, that's all you're eligible to do in self-defense. Like, where we, what we do in work, we're allowed to, quote-unquote, shoot to kill, right? As long as we have... Like, justification but we right. cannot as long as our threat it's not shoot to kill it's shoot to there's no more no, no longer a threat yeah it's so in the threat if i pull out you know my baton and i hit someone and they start fleeing i can no longer chase that person i can and no shoot longer back the head <laughs> yeah that's premeditated murder at that point exactly so i feel like if you stab someone and they're not they start like tending to the wounds they're no longer a threat because they're trying to they're trying to stay alive but who who cares well that evs oh well <laughs> okay, so December 2006. Daryl Brewer and Jody Arias part ways, although they keep in touch as friends. Well, that's important because it's always important to remain friends, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, it's always important to remember people's names, too. They, they did buy a house together. Hmm. That sucks. Uh, for for, for <laughs> Daryl, apparently. Uh, February 2nd, 2007, uh, Jody officially begins dating Alexander, and by the end of the month, Jody will relocate with him to California to Mesa to be closer to Alec from sorry from, say, California from California to, to Mesa. Mesa Mesa Arizona Mesa Arizona to closer to Alexander I much rather just call him Christian Christopher sorry not Christian oh, Christopher so <laughs> you're confusing me with these names <laughs> uh, June 29th 2007 the relationship ends but periodic sexual encounters with Alexander continue. So how long is that? February? Four months? Five months? Four months? Almost five months? Yeah. That's not a very long relationship. Because well, I mean, she was kind of a psychopath. And all of her... At this point, the reason why they broke it off, according to Christopher, is because all of his friends are like, hey, you're not getting the hints that she's a fucking lunatic. Well, that and wasn't like her not actually practicing the Mormon faith or whatever a big deal. I mean, I know she supposedly got uh, baptized as a Mormon, but... Yeah, I don't think he was that big of a... Because no, you know, he couldn't... Like, okay, so from what I've seen, he was like being really pressured by his family or whatever to marry Mormon, actual Mormon. Mm -hmm. So I think that had something to do with it. Yeah, but then he was still partying and going with other girls and stuff, so... Yeah, gotta have your fun. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand this. I mean, I'm not a very religious person, so I don't quite understand, but... <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know. I mean, for some people in some religions, it's a really big deal to marry within your religion. I'm not Mormon, so I don't really know how they, they are, but... Apparently, if you move to Mexico, though, you can have eight wives. 
and they get murdered by the cartel. What? You didn't hear about that? I can't handle one wife. <laughs> I don't need seven additional. <laughs> you didn't hear about the, the Mormons that went to Mexico and then the cartel went and killed them? No. Oh, I might have actually. Yeah. Like a whole like Mormon like community went down to Mexico so they can actually do their faith where they can marry more than one. Mm. Now, I don't know how real that is. Of a like, I'm not practicing Mormon. I don't study religion. So if you are Mormon and I'm offending you right now, I, sorry, I don't care. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um. All right. So moving on, moving on. December of 2007, Christopher begins dating other women. Around this time, he begins to tell his friends that Jody is so jealous that she is twice slashed his tires on his vehicle. After these incidents, his new girlfriend receives a harassing email from an anonymous person. Jody suspects, or sorry, Christopher suspects that Jody is responsible. He also suspects that she has stolen some of his personal journals. So, I mean, I don't know if it goes into detail as far as, like, what was going on in this, uh, timeline but i will say that she was kind of like stalking him pretty heavily at this point i think oh, yeah because they had split up but she would eventually say i know to who like her cellmates and all that crap uh that she would like sneak around in his bushes and like, walk into his house unattended yeah crawl through the animal door yeah and then and she'd be sitting around stuff, and like, then like just wait like he'll be sleeping and then she was breaking into his house and like wake him up and he'd be like hey yo what the fuck exactly yeah kind of weird stuff like first of all i mean breaking in in general is weird but this chick crawling through your doggy doors (laughs) like what the heck bro i would be uh quite quite afraid on january 8th 2008 jody sends a text message to christopher and this is this is what it says uh i fell asleep but to answer your question yes I want to grind you, and I want to be loud, and I want to give you a nice, warm mouth hug, too. <laughs> that's weird. I don't know why that's in the timeline, um, but it's interestingly like, how funny. How old is she at this point? Uh, she was born in 1980. She's 28 years old in this. I guess. Like, about 28. Um, she, I feel like that's really weird. That is weird. Like I don't even talk to my wife like that. Like, hey, yo, girl, <laughs> you want some? You want some foot? <laughs> I don't even talk to my wife give, like that. I want to give you a mouth hug. Yeah. What? what? I don't even want any of that. Granted, I mean, I'm married, so I don't need to talk to my wife like this. But I feel like I, even at like 20, I wouldn't send a text like this. Yeah, just weird. That's a weird text, honestly. I don't even know why it's in the timeline, but whatever. It's in there, so we read it. It might be important for this next part coming up. Who knows? But the next part's three months away. Uh, March of 2008, Jody and Chris, uh, Christopher, sorry, I don't know why I just said Chris, make the decision to travel to- Travis, dude. You keep calling him Chris. His name is Travis? Yeah. Shut up. It's not. I don't know, because you're, you're thinking of the, uh, the Chris, mer- the, what, the other one. Travis, I am. Jesus Christ. You're thinking I'm of that. What was the other guy we did? did Chris we- Watts? Yes, that's who you're thinking of, oh. I think. Well, sorry, guys. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's Travis. It's okay. <laughs> I swear to God, I even, like, I made sure I had this up, too, right before. You know like, his name? <laughs> his name. I don't know why I've been saying Christopher. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. I kept thinking that, too, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm just no, I'm just tripping. I'm going to have to go and, like, edit all that out. Nah, you can keep it in there. We corrected ourselves. People be like, yo, I must be thinking of a different Jody Aries case. 
March 2008, uh, Jody and Travis made the decision to travel together to visit several states, including Oklahoma and Texas. By the way, don't visit Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Sorry if you live there. I hate your state. What's wrong with Oklahoma? I was had I had to be there for like six months, and in those six months, there was like three floods, twenty tornadoes. It was just a shit show, mm. and I will never go back. If I had to travel the states, I'm going around Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, it always seems like it's a nice place. No, have you been there longer than like ten minutes? No. <laughs> <laughs> the casinos are good. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> April 2008. Arias moves from Arizona back to California during the month. Alexander posts a blog entry stating, This year will be the best year of my life. This is the year that will eclipse all others. I will earn more, learn more, travel more, serve more, love more, give more, and be more than all the other years of my life combined. You're not wrong. How wrong he was, actually. Wait. No, that... Oh, yeah. The, yeah he was wrong. I thought this was Jody right, right now. I was like, hey. Oh. You got that on point. <laughs> nah, he was wrong. Not a good year for him. <laughs> well, if you know, if he was following his faith, he would be going to heaven, right? I suppose. I suppose, if that, you believe in that kind of thing. That's where you want to be if you follow faith. Yeah. You want to be with God. I mean, I kind of want to live my life. I feel like it's <laughs> super important to live the actual life that you were given. And that's why you're not religious. I'm religious <clears throat> somewhat. Somewhat. All right. So Travis sends a text to uh, Jody saying, I am at a nightclub right now. This is on uh, 420, 2008. Uh, I'm at a nightclub right now and wanted me to come to the conclusion that you are one of the prettiest girls on the planet. Aw. How Simp. Sweet. Simp. Why is he playing? See, this is kind of irritating. Not irritating. It's kind of stupid on his part. Okay. Yeah, he was egging he, her on. He obviously split up with her, mm-hmm. but he continues to text her, flirt with her, have sex with her. Like, okay. Well, just think, like, maybe he's going to the club, right? Trying to find some, you know. Are you striking out? He's striking out, and he's like, well, I know one I can go get. <laughs> no, I get it. But at the same time, if you're trying to distance yourself from her, because, like, we talked about already, she's kind of got psychopathic tendencies. <laughs> um, Maybe just cut her off altogether. That would have probably been hey, the best thing to do. Some guys and some girls are just into being like in psychopaths. That is true. Very true. That is 100% true. And they just want to get abused. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> or they're just so like accustomed to it. They just... Right. They deal with it, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. May 1st, 2008. Travis contacts the A... This is literally what it says. Travis contacts the A travel planner regarding a trip to Cancun he will be taking and has Jody's name removed as a guest. <laughs> he adds Marie Mimi Hall instead. Another woman he is now dating. Travis then confronts Jody and tells her he is no longer taking her to Cancun and that he gave his guest spot to pay off a debt to a friend. So that they could bring their babysitter along to watch the kids. Okay. So he said, hey, guess what? You're not coming on my vacation. I'm taking someone else. And they said dating. I'm using quotation marks because they weren't dating. <laughs> like a week or two before the trip, mm. she was like, 
I don't see you like that. I see you as a friend. He oh, got yeah, friend zoned, yeah. and he chose he chose to still bring someone he was friend zoned. She was actually like the, this Mimi girl was actually like Mormon and like kind of like more fitting into his lifestyle, right? I don't. I didn't look into this Mimi. I did. I, I mean, I've seen that. Yeah, that was kind of the case. All right. So this is uh, this next one is a very long text message that uh, Travis sent to uh, Jody. <clears throat> It's on May the 2nd. Are you going to read all of that? I'm going to read all of it. Have fun. I'm going to read all of it. <clears throat> Get ready. <laughs> all right. May, May 2nd, 2008. Uh, Travis sends this message to Jody and warning, it's very sexual. That's what it says. Explicit content. Explicit content. Remember this. That photo shoot is going to be one of the best experiences of your life and mine. I haven't stopped thinking about it. The pics I'll take. The progressiveness of it. From very clean to very, very dirty and everything in between. It will tell quite a story and be lots of fun. And not a day has gone by that I haven't dreamt about driving my shaft long and hard into you. When I'm all by my lonesome, I have no desire to think of anyone else in my scandalous fantasies. Because from my own experience, nothing is even enjoyable compared to you. Because of that, I spent a lot of time getting myself off. What you do and let me do to you puts me on another planet. You are the ultimate slut in bed. No wonder I blow enormous loads every single time. I want to send one down your throat and another on your face and want to taste you as you ride my face. I want to thoroughly work my tongue along every hole of your body. You are going to get taken like you've never been taken before. When it's done, the intensity will make you feel like your body's been raped, but you will have enjoyed every delightful moment of it. Rejoice in being a whore whose sole purpose in life is to be mine, to have animalistic sex with, and to please me in any way I desire. I will rejoice in you getting off on the fact that you can do and have me do anything you ask of me, at any time you want it, like a sex slave. Except for I'm not obligated to do it, but free to do it. And is my only desire to be your muse, designed for your most vile and lustful pleasures, to be given to you in any form you want it. Send me some of those pictures I want to see of you right now. Oh, that was very God. hard. That was very hard well, to first go First of through. all, it was extremely long. That was, in case you guys are wondering, yes, that was all one text message. Kind of crazy. He did. In, now, I've never seen this text message before, but just reading this, I can kind of see maybe he was somewhat abusive to her. Like, not that she didn't like actually like it or whatever. I'm just saying like. No, okay. And I'm not if, saying if this, that's an if, excuse to go no, yeah, murder if, someone. I'm just saying. Now, now, if this was a real text, because you know she was always breaking into his house, he she could be sending shit like this from to herself. That's true. Now, granted, I'm not saying that she did this. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that he actually sent this. Yeah, it was just like a sex fiend, and needs this shit. Well, yeah, it's sure if he's the one who sent that, and I mean, why wouldn't he be? It. I mean, the only time I've ever sent crazy. a message like that, except for I never said like I'm gonna. You're just going to feel like you've been raped? Ooh, you're going to love getting raped. What? <laughs> I mean, I know he didn't say you're going to love getting raped. What did he say exactly? I was like, I six, I was like 16 trying to get some putang, you know, like, oh, I'm going to slide my tongue up and down your ear hole type of thing. Come on. What the fuck? When it's done, the intensity will make your body feel like you've been raped. Like, why would you say that? That doesn't even make sense. I also want you guys to know that I had to look Josh in the eyes and read this long ass text. It was extremely difficult to get through this. It was odd. It was odd. It's weird. I had to look him in the eyes and say, your body felt like I just raped you. It felt, <laughs> felt like he was reading this to me. And I was like, come on. 
Yeah. It's getting it's getting weird. I'm getting a little chubby over here. <laughs> all right. All right. Just go on. Now you, you got to read a text. May 10th, 2008. Arias posts the last entry to her online blog. A section of it reads, I cannot ignore that there is an ever yearning, an ever present yearning and desire that pulses within me. It throbs for gratification and fulfillment. Alexander sends a text message to Arias. Why don't you have him come and fuck you in the woods? I can only imagine you are so worried about me reading. You are paranoid because you have no respect for people privacy. That's This is poorly. Whatever is a text message. And you dare insult me of all people. Someone you should through your actions you hate more than love by denying me a human right of privacy. Countless times, you have a lot of freaking nerve. We are all not like you in that aspect. By the way, I know that sounds like I'm reading horribly. I'm reading it word for word. It's just not really well put together. <laughs> all right. So May 8th, 18th, 2008, uh, Travis posts his last entry into his online blog. Um, it is titled, Why I Want to Marry a Gold Digger. I did not, or <clears throat> I did a little soul searching and realized that I was lonely. I realized it was time to adjust my priorities and date with marriage in mind. This type of dating to me is like a very long job interview and can be ex uh, exponentially more mentally taxing. Uh, desperately trying to find out if my date has an axe murdered penned up inside of her. Axe murderer, sorry. Which is kind of ironic. That is weird. He actually put that? That's his, yeah, that's his last journal entry. That's crazy. Desperately trying to find out if my date has an axe murderer pinned up inside of her. That's wild. Dude. That's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> I've never actually uh, seen that. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean, it's just really ironic. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> just foreshadowing a few days later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, May 28, 2008. Police investigate a report that a 25 caliber gun along with a DVD player and stereo have been stolen from Aria's grandparents' home in California where she is staying. It will never be recovered. June 2nd, 2008. Uh, Jody rents a vehicle from a budget rent-a-car in Redding, California. Around this time, Travis again talks to his friends about his suspicions of Jody, this time explaining the, that he fears that she hacked into his Facebook account. See, that right there makes me also think that she sent that text message. I don't think so. Because you'd have to actually have the phone to send the text message. And he she broke into his house all the time. Well, yeah. But... I know it's not in this timeline, but he always talks to his friends about, like, yeah, she'd be in my house uninvited and shit. Like... I don't know. I feel like he sent that text message. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, it's not hard to break into someone's Facebook. I could do it from here and break into yours as long as I have the password. Yeah, at that point, it's not breaking in, though. But it is. It's, That's what she did. I guarantee it. She just had the password. It's not breaking in. It's just logging in at that point. Hacked, technically. <laughs> okay. Just, let's go on to the next one. June 4th, 2008. 4 a.m. to 5.21 p.m. Arias arrives at Alexander's home in Mesa, Arizona. They have sex and take explicit photos of each other. The last outgoing call is made from Alexander's phone. So, yeah. They're not even, like, making you... Because during this one, sorry. No, never mind. Just go. go. All right. 
also at this time uh, on June 4th, but at 5, tw- uh, 22 p.m. to 5.34 p.m., Jody is taking photographs of Alexander in the shower. Around 5.31 p.m., she launches a vicious attack on Alexander with a knife. By 5.32 p.m., Travis is bleeding profusely on the floor. Throughout this attack, Jody stabs Travis approximately 27 times, slits his throat, and shoots him in the face. She then attempts to clean the crime scene, erases the digital uh, camera's flash drive, and places bloody clothing along with the camera inside the washing machine at Alexander's home. Now, you can actually find all these pictures. Yeah, I mean, if you if you just look up the photos for, of Travis of Alexander, Travis Alexander, Travis Alexander, you can find them. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I think this is kind of weird though because they're they're just. I mean, I know it's a timeline, so it's actually fact. Like they're just taking the facts. But during this whole time, she lied to the police about her not being there several times and all that kind of well, stuff. I so. feel like we're gonna get into that. Um, we will, but this is just already kind of like saying what actually happened as opposed to what she was saying happened so true yeah also um they said that by the time they found the body he was so decomposed they couldn't tell if the shot to the face was what killed him yeah so Mm -hmm. they couldn't tell if that's what like she shot him in the face first and then started stabbing him or she stabbed him to death essentially and then shot him in the face like Mm -hmm. there's they don't know well, she tried to clean the crime scene, right? Let's say mm-hmm. if she was in the process of cleaning the crime scene, if you're dead, your body no longer pumps blood. So if there was still a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that she stabbed him and he just was unconscious. She started cleaning, but bl- more blood and blood with blood was coming out. And then he started moving or something. So she shot him in the face. That's what, that's what I would think. Yeah. Maybe she didn't cut his throat all the way through. Because if you're if you're dead, yeah, you still have a lot of blood coming out of you. Yeah, for sure. But not not to the point where their friend that who came and found the body that we'll talk about in a minute said that there's so much blood. Mm-hmm. That means he was still alive during the slitting of the throat, at least. Possibly. At, yeah, at least. Well, because it doesn't matter. Like, okay, if you're dead, it's not pumping anymore. Your blood's not pumping. That doesn't mean it's not gonna actually like leak out of your body if you're like literally cut into pieces like that yeah it's dice sliced and diced up like that i mean i feel like you're still gonna bleed regardless also i feel like it happened in such a short amount of time with one minute that you that you're still going to actually bleed a lot regardless of what killed you you know what i mean so like if you get shot in the head and then all of a sudden you're getting stabbed 27 times Mm -hmm. it's still in such a short span that you could still be bleeding out from that yeah because maybe your body doesn't recognize that you're dead yet so I know. I'm pretty sure you're shot in the brain. Recognize you're dead. Pretty yeah. sure it's like an insta kill. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is, like, your body hasn't like fully processed it yet, so it's not stopped the flow of blood or whatever. Or... I've never killed someone, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, I watched. I, I don't know die, exactly but... how that works, but. All right. Let's move on. For sure. Okay. So <laughs> June 5th, 2008, Arias visits Ryan Burns, a love interest and coworker at his home in West Jordan, Utah. See, I, I see. This is weird. Why did we talk about her first boyfriend? Um, I don't know. Because I, I thought just, I thought that was the guy she went and visited. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not. No, no. This is a new, new boyfriend type yeah. guy. But anyways, the first guy. I mean, I think the main reason we spoke about him is because that's where she initially met Alexander at the place she was working with him. 
Yeah, it's just weird that they had to mention it. Like, why not just say she was working at this place where she met Travis? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I thought, you know, going into this, I really thought he was going to be way more important. She also left her, that boyfriend or whatever, for Travis. Alexander. So she yeah. literally, like, was with him, bought a house with him, mm-hmm. living with him, obviously, if they bought a house together, and then left him so that she can go be with Alexander. Yeah. So... All right, so on June the 7th, 2008, Jody returns her rental car to the budget rental car in Redding, California. On June 9th, 2008, Alexander's friends, concerned because they have not heard from him in several days, go into his home in the 11,400 block of East Queensboro Avenue and find him dead inside his shower. Large amounts of blood are discovered throughout the master bathroom, including on the floors, walls, and sink area. Alexander's friends called 911 immediately. And here's their 911 call. If you don't want to listen to it, skip four minutes from now. What's going on? Um, our friend of ours is dead in his bedroom. We, we hadn't heard from him for a while. We think he's dead. His roommate just went in there and, and said there's lots of blood. I didn't go in, but I, I can give you the phone to someone who went in there. Can, yes, please, can you? Hello. Hi, so what's going on? He's... Uh, he he's dead. He's in his bedroom okay. in in the shower. Okay. How did this happen? Do you have any idea? No, we have no idea. Everyone's been wondering about him okay. for well, a few said, days. She said that there was blood. So is it coming from his head? Did he? Cut no, his I, it, I, it's all over the place. Is there any weapons around? I no, I don't know. I not that I saw. How many people are in the house? There. Are, how, how many of us? How many are in the house right now? Just the five of us? Five of us. Okay, I need all of you outside. Okay. Hold on just a moment. Okay, you're a good friend of, of Travis's, correct? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. has he been depressed at all, thinking about yeah. committing suicide, anything like that? I, I don't think he's been thinking committing suicide. He's been really depressed because he uh, broke up with this girl, and he was all upset about that. But I, I don't think he would actually kill himself over that. Has he been threatened by anyone recently? Yes, he has. Okay. He has a he has an ex girlfriend that's been bothering him and and um following him and slashing tires and things like that. And do you know the ex girlfriend's name? Um, um, do you remember it? Yeah. What's what's his ex girlfriend's name? That's Taylor. And do you know if he's ever reported it to the police? Um, her, his her name is Jody. Um, I don't know if he's ever reported. Hold on. Yeah. Ask him if he's ever reported Jody to the police, like if Travis did. No, he hasn't reported anything about Jody's behavior. Okay, and you guys left the roommate. When was the last time he saw Travis? Was it three days ago? Um, yeah. Uh, you guys, when was the last time you saw Zach? Like, I mean, Travis. They want to know if that's from the roommate. Last time I saw him was, what, last Thursday or Friday? The last time I remember seeing him was last Thursday. When was that? Mimi saw him last Tuesday, or or last Monday. She talked to him last Monday. Okay. And everyone is out of the house. There's no one else in the house. No, no one's in the house. Okay. I don't know because none of us know what's going on. And what is your name? My name is Michelle. Um, I I need to ask a friend something here. I'm giving the phone to Mimi. Okay. Um. Hi. 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 
mentioned that this partner is. Okay, and this is, okay, the tub is in his bedroom? Yeah, and I guess um, I didn't go in, but from what I heard, his roommate went in. There's blood in his bedroom mm -hmm. behind the door, uh, and, probably, and then he said it's all over. And then they went in the bathroom, and he's in his shower. Okay. So and the, his his um his bedroom is where in the house? It's upstairs. Um, and if you go up the stairs, it's on the left. It's the first door on your left. It's the only door on your left. Okay. And um and it's just a big master suite bedroom up there. And um. She's talking to his friend right now. Um, there's a girl that's been stalking him um, and things, mm -hmm. and she's trying, and he's trying to. Uh, you might know some information. I hope my phone doesn't die. I'm on like one bar of battery. So. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just gonna keep you on the phone until officers arrive. Either officers or paramedics arrive. Okay. Okay. I think I can hear the siren mm -hmm. now. Investigators arrive on the scene and find several vital clues inside Alexander's bedroom and bathroom. A spent 25 caliber shell casing is located on the floor near the sink along with hair and a small print in blood are found near the entrance to the bathroom hall. Also, the digital camera is found in the washing machine in the downstairs laundry room. The camera appears to have been run through the wash cycle. Alexander's friends and family are questioned by police and indicate that Arias should be questioned. Real quick. Um, so, this is weird, but Alexander had roommates. Did he? Two roommates. Did he? Yes, absolutely. 100% positive. He had two roommates that lived in a house where his body was decaying in his room. For days. They must have not been there then. No, they were there. They even openly admit that they were there. There's no way because that means in the eight days they did not do laundry. They did not go into their, their laundry room because there was blood everywhere in the laundry room. However long they there were there. There was blood on the walls everywhere. They they were absolutely there. I find that really suspicious. I find that extremely weird. Why aren't they in jail right now? Because they had nothing to do with it. <laughs> there was literally blood in their house, in the hallways, in the laundry room. So you're telling me they only were in no, there? I don't think it was in the laundry room. It was only in his bedroom and bathroom. No, because there was blood on the washing machine. No, there wasn't. The, the investigators, when they were in, uh, interviewing Jody, they're like, you didn't get the blood off the washing machine. You didn't get the blood off the walls. Unless the wash, because it did say the washing machine was downstairs. So I don't I don't know how they missed that. Maybe, maybe they're just not very smart individuals. Uh, maybe they don't, they're the type that don't come out of the room. I don't know. But either way, he had two roommates that were living with him. They even said, yeah, we haven't seen him in a few days, but we didn't really think anything of it. They assumed that he was in Cancun is what they actually said. Cause he was supposed to be in Cancun. He was, no, he wasn't supposed to leave until the day that they went and found his body. Are you sure? Yeah. That's why they went and go visit <clears> him <throat> because they were supposed to go to Cancun that day. No, because they hadn't heard from him in several days is why they went to go look for him. But it was also the girl who was supposed to go to Cancun because they were supposed to leave the next day. Mm. And she was going to go check on him. So I think they were supposed to leave June 10th. Either way, I tell you, that's super weird that you could have roommates living in the same house where your body is literally rotting away mm -hmm. after being murdered and they don't know anything. Because right. they're the ones who actually had the spare key to let the friends into his bedroom. And then on June 13th, 
Arias posts a photo gallery on her MySpace page entitled In Loving Memory of Travis. Did you? Now, you're pretty young. I had MySpace. You had a MySpace? Mm-hmm. Nice. That, that thing was pretty cool. I think MySpace is way cooler than Facebook. I agree, actually. Not cooler than Instagram. Instagram's kind of cool, but I do like how on MySpace you can you can create... go on a, a fucking music when someone comes on your page. That was sure yeah, was cool. But you can create like your own background. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go find it, put in the the code and everything like that, and put it in, into your background. That was kind of cool. You can have all your best friends up front. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like MySpace was cool. I don't know why it went away. <laughs> Should have stayed. My uncle is a, a music producer, right? And uh, he really wanted me to be one of those child rappers. Her kid rappers. No, this is the same uncle that made us our intro, isn't it? Yeah. He's making this new one or no? Yeah. Be ready for that one. <laughs> um, and he made me a fucking a MySpace. I was, fuck, when did this happen? It was like 2000. I was like eight. And he made me make like 10 rap songs. And he put it oh, on yeah. fucking MySpace. And he's uh, he's friends with a whole bunch of like Bay Area and Sac, Sactown rappers. And uh, <laughs> they were like, you want you want your little nephew come on a song with me? I'm like, I'm like I don't want to fucking go on a fucking song. I'm fucking like nine years old. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyways, I thought that was funny. Somewhere out there on MySpace, I still have my all my music up there. His rap career, yeah. <laughs> he has his rap career out there somewhere. <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. On June seventeenth, two thousand eight, Jody goes to the Mesa Police Headquarters and is voluntarily fingerprinted. She also gives the investigators a sample of her saliva for DNA testing. While waiting for her lab tests um, to come back, investigators are notified that several shocking images, some of which have been deleted, have been recovered from the memory card of the camera found in Alexander's washing machine. The deleted pictures are of Alexander naked in the shower just before his death. Six other photos, time-stamped the same day of the murder, show Ares naked and in sexually provocative poses on Alexander's bed. The police now become aware that Jody is lying about not seeing Travis since April of 2008. They believe she is most likely the last person to have had contact with Travis be- prior to his death. Now, the camera's the only thing that really gets her caught, right? 100%. So, if she was halfway smart about that... She would have taken the camera with her. She would have taken the camera with her. She's driving to a different state. Mm-hmm. You could have taken that and thrown it in... A river, <laughs> buried it in the desert, Where like she buried literally the gun. anything, yeah. and you don't get caught. Why would you leave evidence? You think you got rid of it by washing it? She, First of all, that's not smart because you left a memory card. Mm-hmm. You literally could have just took the memory card and still been good. Um, or just, just brought it where she brought the gun because the gun has never been found. Exactly. So th- we're just trying to give you guys tips out there. If you're trying to murder somebody, cover your <laughs> cover your tracks. Oh, God, dude. That's so stupid, though. You, I mean, first of all, good. She got caught. She doesn't deserve to be out there murdering other people. I um, mean, she did just, just stab someone 27 times and shot him in the face and slit his throat. So I feel like um, she's not the smartest person. No. I mean, well, you can be smart and be a murderer. True. There's very, like, highly intellectual people that are murderers. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, absolutely. People get away with murder all the time because of their intelligence. Yeah. So she just was not very smart about one thing. Mm-hmm. One thing. I mean, I guess they technically found her, like her hair and shit there, but that could all have been explained away. Yeah. She literally has sex with them all the time. So, anyways, is it my turn? Go for it. 
June 19th, 2008, police contact Arias again and question her about Alexander's murder. Again, she denies any knowledge of the murder and insists she hasn't seen Alexander since April. At 10.54 p.m., Arias posts a message to her MySpace page, which reads, Mrs. Travis, see you soon, my friend, but not soon enough. Uh, June 26, 2008, investigators are notified that the hair and blood print, or bloody print found inside the uh, Travis's home, belongs to Jody. DNA typing results also indicate that the bloody print is a mixture of Aries and Alexandra's DNA, which means that it was, she got hurt too in the, in the. Makes sense. Oh, the, her fingers were all like. Cut up and stuff. Like, yeah, scratched up, cut up, whatever. She tried to say that it was her cat that caused all the scratches mm-hmm. on her. Uh, and later that day, she also attends the memorial service for Alexander. Um, July 9th, 2008. Aria celebrates her 28th birthday while a grand jury indicts her on first-degree murder. What a good, good birthday present. Good birthday present. Same day. That's kind of funny. I mean, it, it's not, but it is. That's funny. Celebrates her 28th <laughs> birthday while getting indicted. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Uh, July 15th, Mesa police detectives are... Uh, the Siskiyou County Sheriff's de- deputies arrest Jody as, at her grandparents' house in Northern California. She maintains she isn't involved in Alexander's sling, telling detectives, quote, I don't even hurt spiders. This is weird. Um, back on June 21st, 2008, Travis Alexander is laid to rest in Olivewood Memorial Park in Riverside, California. But mm-hmm. he was from Arizona, or he lived in Arizona. Why was he buried in California? I don't know. Uh, before she is taken away, she asks if she can fetch up, uh, fetch her makeup. Uh, Jody is booked in the Siskiyou County Jail on suspicion of first degree murder. At this point, you can also watch her police interview because this is where it takes place, and uh, it's really good. I will actually put a link to my favorite uh, police breakdown, police interview breakdowns. I will post a link to it because he's very good. Um, he's like a, a psychologist who breaks down like what the human mind during an interview and like mm-hmm. certain patterns they do to show that they're nervous or did, did you see in her interview she did, did a headstand when when she was done yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. i know she was Weird losing her out, mind dude. she was Weird talking out, like man. come on you should at least got dressed <laughs> like you she know. was talking to herself all crazy and shit yeah she's a weirdo all right my turn so september 5th 2008 arias is extradited to arizona from california on September 9th, a public defender is assigned to represent her. On September 11th, she enters a non-guilty plea at her arraignment. Now, uh, so this is part one. Probably going to end it here. We actually expected this to only be a one-parter. We didn't expect it to go so long. But no, it, but it's no, a lot of information. Gonna, definitely going to go a lot longer. So we're definitely going to have to make this a two-parter, guys. Yeah, because now we're going to get into um, the trial. Yeah, the, the, the trial is actually quite interesting as well. It's... Maybe we'll get some clips to play, plug into the trial because mm-hmm. uh, there's some interesting ones that uh, I found. Now, uh, you already know the outcome because we already said it inside of like what happened. But hopefully it will talk about all the shit that she didn't do. Yeah. Or that she said she didn't do. Right. Even if it doesn't, we can kind of yeah. touch on that as well. Because the trial, the trial is, in my opinion, is one of the most interesting parts of this entire thing. Obviously mm-hmm. the murder, but... I was- <laughs> I always find the trial more interesting. This one is 
weird too. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Uh, also, she has a couple of cellmates that I guess were extremely interesting. We can kind of talk about that on the next part as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's going to be it for part one. Did you have anything else to add before we uh, end it? Um, after this uh, series episode or part two, we're going to do a little different episode mm-hmm. where it's going to be like a, a psychology report type of thing. Yes. And I mean, it's up to you. I mean, if you guys don't like it, we want to do another one. But for us. Well, it, it, it revolves around a specific case that we find really interesting. Yeah. So uh, let us know if you guys really want us to do that or you know, when we play it. We really thought we were going to be only doing one part. So we were going to release it next week. But now we're doing two parts. So it'll be released in three weeks yeah. or two weeks from now. So, um, yeah, just prepare or watch out for that one. It's not. It's probably not going to be as long as a normal episode. It's probably going to be like 30 minutes long. And, um, yes, let us know. For sure, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it revolves around a true crime case Yeah. that we find really interesting. So it should be pretty good. We hope you guys will enjoy that. Um, but that, that's all I got for part one anyways. That's all I got for part one as well. All righty then. All right, well... Uh, Make sure you follow us on Instagram, social media, every place like that. Uh, Bizarre Investigations Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. I don't do Twitter anymore. I don't like Twitter. Yeah, we don't really do Twitter. Um, so just follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Bizarre Investigations Podcast. You guys got anything you want to relate to us, hit us up uh, on Instagram is really the best place. But if you want to send us an email, we'll get it there too. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it, right? That is it. All right. Well, toodaloo. Peace out.